When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Oh, Sharon, no, she didn't. You're going to say something else. Oh, really? This is the Colleen and Bradley show. It's a, it's a wig. wig. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Um, Sharon Osborne. It's still a thing, y'all. Um, but what's actually exciting today is that Cheryl Underwood is spilling the tea. Yeah, she is not under this wood. She is on top of it. I don't know. I tried. Okay. Um, that. It was, fine. That didn't go well. Okay. <laughs> but she is talking on her podcast, and she did like a three-part series, apparently, supposedly. I read the report of the report. I have not listened to her podcast, but I read this article all about it, so clearly I know stuff. Obviously. Um, but it's so obvious that everything we thought about how this went down. Excuse me again, Oh, he's emotional. getting all choked up again. When it comes to Sharon Osbourne's uh, unceremonious exit from the talk, um, this is all exactly how we expected it went down. That's what she's sharing on this podcast. And, and it just reiterates for me that all is right in the world. So people have tried to make this a thing. Sharon Osbourne tried to make her exit from the talk a thing, right? Like the world, Piers Morgan, everybody is trying to make this a thing. Mm -hmm. And the thing is nothing more than Sharon Osbourne was unqualified for her job Mm -hmm. and therefore has no longer that job. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me explain. So in this particular um, three-part podcast that Cheryl is uh, sort of spilling the tea, she starts by um, dealing with something we'd heard possibly happen from Sharon herself right after this all went down. Now, I don't know how much I need to back up, but we'll say there was a very inappropriate confrontational episode of The Talk wherein Sharon kind of, I mean, I would call it white-splained Cheryl yeah, for how she should feel yeah. about... Um, her friend Piers Morgan in a way that was just so shocking and uncomfortable and led to like an HR investigation. There was some stuff, right? Regardless of um, that stuff, uh, after the fact, Sharon said that she had reached out to Cheryl and hadn't heard anything back. Like she she was going to apologize, right? She reached out. That's what Cheryl, or Sharon said. Yeah. And I know it's hard because Sharon, Cheryl, Cheryl, Sharon, Cheryl, Cheryl, yeah. Cheryl. Sharon said she reached out to Cheryl. Well, Cheryl starts off by saying, no, she did not. 
attempt to contact me. In fact, she went through her phone as she was talking about it to confirm that very fact. Mm. Um, And this is despite the fact that a rep for Osborne had previously told people in other media outlets that she did reach out to her. Yeah. So she's lying. So Sharon, when confronted with what all went down, tried to play the victim. Mm Mm-hmm. And tried to show that she was the better person. You know, like, I tried to reach out to her, but I haven't heard anything, and that's fine. But no, you didn't, according to Cheryl. Rude. Yeah. So she starts there. She also goes into that whole claim about how, and this, I think, is telling. Sharon, remember, said that she was blindsided. Right. Oh, they Mm -hmm. blindsided me with these questions about race. Which, by the way, makes it sound, you know by the way she describes it, tries to make it sound to the average person who's not paying close attention that she was set up. Yeah. And that's what she wants you to think, yeah. is that that they painted her into a corner and she had no choice but to do the things she did. She had a whole story, and mm-hmm. that story was laid out in an interview she did with Entertainment Tonight. It's, it's a, a real good show. show. Um. And she was like, I walked in at this uh, timestamp and they said, I'm going to ask a question about this. And then a few timestamps later, they came back to me and said, what about this? And then when they asked me the question, I was totally unprepared and no one told me there were going to be questions. It was, I was blindsided. I was Mm -hmm. made to be the sacrificial lamb, led to the slaughter of the questions that were very hard to answer and could only result in me being racist and unprofessional and mean to my coworkers. Side note, I feel like we just took a journey through accents. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not that's not my forte. No, it's that's all, why it was, I'm on the radio. It was amazing. Thank um, you. Um but the the moral of the story is Sharon had this whole story concocted about how she'd been blindsided. Well, Cheryl's like, Okay, can I just share with you this whole blindsided nonsense? She said none of the questions that she had asked, because again, Cheryl was the moderator that day. Right. Posing questions to Sharon. And company. She said that the moderator, or that she was the moderator, and that none of the questions came from higher ups. Again, Sharon says, you know, the people higher up, they they had these questions and they wanted to surprise me with them. And so they forced the people down below to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. No. She goes on to say that even before the discussion went south, She was trying very hard to frame the conversation in such a way that it didn't come off as an attack. So despite the questions that she asked, she was even in her head at the time, Cheryl, thinking, I don't want this to seem like I'm attacking Sharon. Right. So which which also tells you a lot about Cheryl. Cheryl, Right. And and then knowing Sharon's side of the story tells you a lot about Sharon. And it should. And one of the things to realize is that in the telling of the story of how things went down, Cheryl Underwood still goes, bends over backwards to um, be gracious about the friendship that she felt she has had with Sharon Osbourne over time. And so you do get the sense that this was a conversation that was starting from a respectful place. Yeah. And the the kind of work on the back end that Sharon is doing to try to save face is just really a cover 
for somebody who won't own their stuff. Oh, yeah. This is all That's just... That's all that is. This is... And you all have these people in your life who... And you have, and they're probably children. Mm-hmm. And if they're not children, they're adults with arrested development. Wherein, and you might recognize this behavior, somebody launches a temper tantrum to distract mm-hmm. from what they feel is their responsibility. Right. So this is not new. It's not unusual behavior, but it tells a very specific picture. And in this case, it tells us that Sharon Osbourne was completely unprepared. And just to reiterate how Cheryl was dealing with this, she said, you know, in my gut, I thought this was going to go left. And so I wanted to put it in proper order to be very calm. But there were a few people who criticized me for doing that. They're like, why do you give any bleeps about somebody's feelings? They have no bleeps about yours. And she goes on to say, but it, it to me, it was not about the reaction of the person. Cheryl or Sharon. Mm-hmm. It's more about me, Cheryl, and who I'm trying to evolve and mature to be. So she's like, I could have taken the easy way and just like called out Sharon for being, you know, uh, what she was, mm-hmm. but we all saw her for what she was. So Cheryl didn't feel the need to show us because we could because see. We have eyeballs. And instead, she decided that she was going to just be the best version of herself that she could be because at the end of the day, and she says this later, that she wouldn't do anything different because she did everything that she thought she should have done. You know, integrity is being able to, at the end of the night, put your head down on the pillow and know that you've done your best. Yep. And I think Cheryl Underwood acted in that moment with the utmost integrity. You know, were there other options of how she could have handled it? Absolutely. But the most important thing is that she's able to put her head down and rest easy with what she did do. Yeah. The person who did not, act with integrity at all and is still by the way not acting with integrity because if she were acting with integrity she would take a moment to step back and reflect on what her part may have been in this and she might not get it right but Sharon Osbourne has not for one moment taken a look and thought what is it possible that what a lot of other people are saying is true yeah is that a possibility yeah she has not even asked that question because she's so busy dancing so fast yeah. to try to defend herself and throw other people under the bus. And that's not acting with integrity. No, she did. She did drop some uh, tea, though, some shade, uh, if you will, about Sharon. She goes, now, I had heard things. She talked about when she first met Sharon and got to work with Sharon. She's mm-hmm. like, why? Well, this is Cheryl Underwood. This is Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl's saying, I automatically just fell in love with her because I just like her and I heard things and I was like, well, that has nothing to do with me. My thing is, I'm going to get to know her. But I had heard things and I got phone calls of this Mm. and that. And so what I said to those people, I said, thank you for the information because listen, in this business, you've got all types of personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, She would not share specifics about what she heard. Um, But she said that those things were later confirmed in hindsight. Well, what I think is interesting about that and actually makes me respect Cheryl Underwood a lot is the fact that she said, you know, I took I took note. I was aware, but I just liked her. I just liked her. But now that Sharon Osbourne has shown everybody who she is, what would Maya Angelou say? When people when people show you who they are, believe them. Exactly. And now she knows. Yeah. And now we all know. And that's... The only person who ceases to know... Is, well, Sharon Osbourne and Piers Morgan. Yeah, yeah. which we'll get to him later. Yeah, don't worry about it. Stick a pin in him. <laughs> uh, but 
In the meantime, because he's done. Okay, but we're not. When we come back, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on my talk one zero seven one.